and every one of you in the house of God this morning. Can we shout to the glory of the Lord? You know, this is the last Sunday of the month of November. Isn't it not amazing? Yeah, that God has brought us to the very ending of the 11th month. And then after this Sunday, we are entering into the last month 
and um, the year will be closed, but we will not be closed. Our destinies cannot be closed. Our destinies cannot end. The year will end, but our dest- it will end for the world. But another season will open for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so excited this morning. And I'll be talking briefly about faith for divine direction. Faith for divine direction. Because throughout the whole of this month, we have been talking about divine direction. We've been talking about faith for impossibilities. Or divine direction producing faith for impossibilities. Amen. Because without divine direction, there cannot be faith for impossibilities. It is the direction of the Lord that brings us to a place of making impossible things possible. On your own and on my own, we cannot make anything happen. If anything happens, it happens because God was with us. And if God is with you and me, what makes things happen is the direction that he gives us. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So throughout the whole of the month, we have been dealing with divine direction. We have spoken about different aspects, how we can be directed. And I think last Wednesday, last Friday were so amazing. You know, last Wednesday, the Lord gave us how to cultivate. I think something should be done about my sound. The Lord gave us how to cultivate and maintain divine presence. Hallelujah. And I think it was very powerful and on friday the lord gave us divine speed i was listening to it and the lord began ministering to me there are many testimonies that i've started streaming in you heard the testimony of mama laura amazing testimony hallelujah somebody had menstrual irregularities right after the service everything ended had a testimony of sister amy Yours is on the way. You see, you got to believe in the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Yeah. If you are a believer and you cannot believe God for miracles, signs, and wonders, then you are not a believer. The word believer means we believe beyond the, the natural. What it means when we say that you are a believer means that you believe something beyond the natural. Hallelujah. That is what makes you a believer. So a believer without Believing in the supernatural, believing in miracles, signs, and wonders is not a believer. You are a religious person. But if you are a believer, you are always in a state of expectation for God to move. For God to show up. Hallelujah. And you see, that is what excites God. God is excited when he knows that you are ready for him. God is not excited when you parade yourself with his name. But he's excited when he knows that you are expecting him. Yes. That is what made Abraham please God. Yes. Bible says that, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Yes. Isn't it powerful? So I'm talking about faith for divine direction. Why am I talking about faith for divine direction? Now I'm talking about faith for divine direction because, like we have already said from the beginning of the month, Divine direction is the greatest blessing any living person can have because divine direction is a product of divine presence, right? When the Lord is with you, what he does to make you come into alignment with his plans and his purposes for you is when he gives you direction. Without the direction of the Lord, you cannot 
come into being. He has the blueprint. He's got a blueprint of your life. He's got a blueprint of my life. Nobody was a mistake. Nobody came onto this earth accidentally. In fact, your parents can tell you that you are an accident because they didn't plan for you. Okay? So they will say that you are an accident. Sometimes they say that, well, we didn't plan for you. But human beings will say that you are an accident. But God knows that you are not an accident. Amen. Yeah, because many, 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 many times people are defined by how they came in. And that was what I was saying on Friday. That how you came in on the scene, you had no choice or you had no plan. You had no hand in it. But how you exit is your responsibility. So even though people can tell you that you are a biological accident, you got to know that you are a supernatural intention. Yeah, God created you with a mission. And it is only when God leads you that you will now be able to fulfill the purpose why he sent you here. Hallelujah. And that is why we've been talking about divine direction and divine presence and all that. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7. A very, very important scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7, he says that for we walk or we move or we have our direction by faith, not by sight. In other words, we are not moved or we do not subscribe to things that are happening. We subscribe to things that faith determines. Do you understand it? It is my faith that determines where I be. It is not what is happening to me. Amen. That is good, right? Yeah. Because you see, (laughs) you must understand that the enemy is interested in hyping what is happening around you. Your direction determines where you arrive and when you arrive. You see, so if the enemy is able to get you to concentrate on what is happening around you, he will be able to give you direction. (laughs) If the enemy will be able to get you to focus and concentrate on what is happening around you, he will give you direction. Yeah. But if you'll be able to concentrate on what the Lord has said, then the Lord can give you direction. In other words, putting it very simple, whoever you give attention to will give direction to your life. Amen. Uh, Whosoever you give attention to will now give you direction for your life. So if you give attention to what is happening around you, what is happening around you will give you direction. If you give attention to what is said to you, what is spoken to you will give you direction. Everybody on earth is a product of what has been said to them. A doctor is a doctor because of the things that has been spoken into his or her head. Human anatomy. This, this, this. Then one day he comes up and they say, you are a doctor. You are not a doctor because of your age. You are a doctor because of the things that have been spoken to you. So now it has given you direction. I am an engineer because of the things that were spoken to me for many years. So I wasn't because of my age or because of my sex. I was because of the things that had been spoken to me. So he gave me direction. So you become directed by the things 
that is spoken unto you or that is happening around you. And that is why Bible says that for we walk, we live, we move by faith and not by sight. Same here believing. Amen. Amen. Now, it will interest you to know that in life, everybody lives by faith. Everybody. You see? But the truth of the matter is that everybody lives by a certain kind of faith. Somebody lives by the faith of a certificate. He believes that once I am able to cross this academic laurel and then clock this certificate, I'll be okay. So every now and then, his faith is dependent on that particular certificate. Somebody believes that when he's able to travel to a certain land, or when he's able to marry a certain person, or when he's able to do a certain something, you know, anything that you think by it, you'll be able to arrive in destiny is what is called your faith is in it. Do you, do you get it? When we say that your faith in, is in something, it means that you believe that by that thing, you'll be able to arrive in where destiny has prepared for you. Do you get it? Yeah. So when we talk about, that is why in the book of Mark chapter 11 and verse number 22, look at what the Lord Jesus said. Mark 11 and verse number 22. And Jesus answering, this was when Peter had recalled the tree that Jesus cursed, dying to the root or dying from the root upwards. And then when he recalled that Jesus said something to him, Jesus was going to give a very powerful principle in life. And then Jesus said, have faith. Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. So it is the faith in God that makes the believer's life possible in places of impossibility. Faith in God. Faith in God. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why it is important for us to understand this concept of faith. Now, Jesus told us something. I'm still building the introduction for you to know where we are going. It's a very short message though. Now, Jesus told us that there is something that you can do that can always let the presence of the Lord be with you. And remember, it is the presence of the Lord that generates divine direction, right? And it is by divine direction that we arrive. And Jesus speaking in the book of, let's go into the scriptures and then let's read the scripture in the book of John chapter 8 and verse number 29. So in John chapter 8, verse number 29, Jesus gave us the key to continuous divine presence. And he's, this is Jesus. Can we start from 28 and 29? John 8, 28 and 29. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he. And that I do nothing, look at that, I do nothing of myself, but as my father has taught me, I speak these things. Verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. Listen very well. The father had not left me alone, for I do always those things that pleases him. So Jesus was telling us that if you want to enjoy continuity of divine presence, do the things that pleases him. Is that right? Are we on the same page here? So, if I am able to know the things that pleases him, and then I do those things, then he will be with me always. 
And if he is with me always, then he will give me divine direction every time. Is that right? And one of the things that pleases the father, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. For without faith, for without faith, for without faith, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. So when you walk in faith, you please him. When you please him, he is with you. Now, let's start from verse number 5. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 5. Talking about Enoch. We all read and Bible said that, and the Lord was with Enoch, and God was with Enoch, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not. Right? Now, look at what it means. He said that, by faith, by faith, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he had this testimony that and in the book of Genesis Bible said that and Enoch walked with God and he was not so when you have faith and the faith that you walk in God pleases God God comes on the scene anytime God is pleased he comes on the scene listen hold on that is what, one of the things that pleases God is thanksgiving that is why anytime thanksgiving goes on God appears on the scene when you read Psalm 69, okay, Psalm 69 from, I think, verse number 30 downwards, he talks about, look, some, let's, let's, let's do some scriptural reading. Now, I will praise the name of God with a song, and I'll magnify him. With, I'll magnify him with thanksgiving. He said, I'll magnify him with what? Now, look at verse number 31. This also shall please the Lord. You see? So, thanksgiving and magnifying him with praise pleases him. And when you read Psalm 100 and verse number 4, he said that enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So the thing that pleases him brings you into his court. (laughs) I am super excited this morning because the Lord is going to be with somebody continuously. It is the presence of the Lord with you that changes everything. So if there is anything that we need to know is to know what to do to have the Lord with us. And Bible is, you see, every answer is in the Bible. Jesus said, the father that sent me, and you have been sent onto this earth. The father that sent me is always with me. It's not sometimes. Why? Because I do the things that pleases him. And the thanks even that I spoke about, you know that Jesus was always thanking God. Jesus will get to a place. They give him five loaves of bread, two fishes. He said, Father, I thank you. Then the Lord will show up. Jesus will get to a place before Lazarus' tomb. Lazarus was dead four days. Everybody was crying. Jesus got there. No binding, no casting out devils. He said, Father, thank you that you always hear me. The Father showed up. Thanksgiving pleases the Father. He shows up. So does faith. So does faith. And I see that somebody is going to work with the Lord continuously. And any time the Lord showed up, there was the manifestation of the supernatural. Any time God showed up. I was amazed at this scripture about Enoch. That Enoch pleased the Lord. Why? By his faith. By his faith. Now, so what is faith? What is faith? I know that The scripture has given a definition of it. Let's use it and let's explain it. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. Very simple, but it's very technical. So we got to decode it. Hebrews 11 and verse number 1. He said, 
Now faith. Somebody say now. now. Faith is the substance. Now look at it. It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now what is this whole thing meaning? Sometimes it is very confusing. You know? Now, look at that. He says that <laughs> hope is the uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So what it means is that in other words, faith is you have not seen the thing but you have the evidence that it is there. That is what the statement means. You have not seen it yet but there is evidence that it is there. If I give you if I give you a voucher and then I say that I've paid for um, a flat screen for you. I've paid for um, mention something. Mention something. A, a car, a, a house or whatever. Now, la, now, now, you may not uh, okay, receive it in Jesus name. <laughs> now, so listen. <laughs> so, I have paid for it, okay, and by by the payment there is an evidence now you don't have that house yet but i have paid for it it is there now you don't have it but i have the evidence it is called the deed okay now so if i give you this evidence now you don't need to see the house by reason of the evidence the house is yours do you understand it so it is a deed it is d-e-e-d it is a deed it is it is an evidence the thing is not in your hands now as you are sitting it's not in your hands but by reason of the deed it is there do you get it, 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 it show me your car key who, who has a car key here? okay now this is your car key right now are you having the car here right now but by this it shows that there is a car so you don't need to see the car to believe that you have a car i don't need to see the car to believe that he has a car by this evidence you see so when i receive this evidence i will now be able to get hold of the tangible substance are you getting it when i'm able to if you see and that is the problem we are not able to receive the evidence we want to see the tangible thing before we receive the evidence but faith doesn't work like that faith says that receive the evidence and by the evidence you can now partake in the reality that is why if you have faith that you are healed your body may still feel like i am sick but by reason of the evidence and hey what is the evidence what the lord has said the evidence is always the word that has gone forth so when you receive the word even though you are not seeing the evidence even though you are not seeing the substance once you receive the word the word now becomes the substance or the word now leads you to the substance and i see that everywhere somebody has received here it is coming to pass in jesus name you are seeing the substance of it in jesus name whatever the lord said to you it will not bypass its time not bypass this time and that is what pleases god so you look at your age <laughs> you look at your bank accounts you look at your school you look at what you know the things that are surrounding you and you look at what god has said and the two of them look like they are going in opposite direction and then you choose 
to believe in what the Lord has said. That is what pleases God. That's why sometimes <laughs> our dear sisters, when you tell them I love you and they don't keep hearing it at a point in time, they say you don't love me again. You say, ah, but I love you. They say, when was the last time you told me you love me? Abba sister, I told you, when I told you, I've not changed my mind. If I change my mind, I'll tell you. But they still want you to affirm it. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Why? Because the word, even though, even though maybe the action is not showing, they want the word. And the word becomes the evidence. It becomes an assurance. It becomes something soothing in their heart. Now, when God speaks to you, listen please, listen very well. The reason why faith pleases the Lord is because the only thing the enemy is interested in is the word of the Lord. What has God said? What God has said is what the enemy is interested in. Now, so when the enemy comes, he comes after what has God told you? He asks Adam and Eve, right? He said, has God said? Did God say? And that was the only thing he came for. He was not interested in the animals in the, in the, in the, in the garden. He was interest, interested in all the overflow. In, he was only interested in what God has said. So when he came, everything that he presented was to go contrary to what God has said. So when the enemy comes around you, he is interested in making what God has said a lie. And how does he do that? He does that by bringing situations around you. That goes contrary to what God has said. Now, you in the midst of all those conditions, still holding on to what God has said, is what pleases him. Yeah. It's what pleases him. That is why Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You see, without faith, it is impossible. So, the enemy now has surrounded you with everything contrary to what the Lord has said contrary to where God is taking you and you say that irrespective of what is happening around me irrespective of the years irrespective of the words that I've heard from the hospital irrespective of the things that have been told me even from my own family I choose to believe in what God has said then God looks at you and God says that so with all these things that the enemy is doing you choose to believe me that he is pleased and when God is pleased he shows up on the scene God is showing up in somebody's life before the year comes to a close I said before the year comes to a close the Lord is showing up in Jesus name shout me a believing amen so doing the things that pleases the father which makes him stay always with us is the thing that we got to look out for it's a thing that we got to look out for thanksgiving I've spoken about it seeking souls or witnessing to people bringing people into salvation is also another thing that pleases God and then living by faith which I'm talking about hallelujah now I wrote something here when you have faith in other words give me the key again in other words when remember the key is the word okay is the word that god has spoken to you now when you receive this key and then you believe it what the key will do is that it will lead you to the the blessing now if i get out there and i don't know which car it is all i need to do is to 
Are you, are you getting it? <laughs> All I need to do, you see, <laughs> somebody said the word will lead me to the manifestation. <laughs> you see, that is, that is what faith does. So when you receive it, so all you need to do, just hold on to this. When the enemy comes, he will not go looking for that. He will come looking for this. Because it is this that will lead you to that. It is this key, which is the word that will lead you to the vehicle, which is the manifestation of what you want. So that is why the enemy is after what God has said. Has God said that this is the key? He said, yes. He said, no, no, no. I don't think, how can this small key open a big car? <laughs> how can a small, how can this small word that you are healed really cure this sickness inside your blood? How can it be? His word. And, and you see, he will let you trivialize the word. Yeah, but I've heard it over and over. By his stripes, I am healed. And you go for the checkup and they say it is even getting worse. And you go for the checkup and they say, so now you go out there, you try it. Maybe at that time that you were trying it, you were at the parking lot C. But the car is at parking lot A. So what must you do? Keep holding on to the word. You don't throw that, you don't throw the word away and say that I went to parking lot A and I didn't get the car. You got to keep holding on to the word. You got to keep holding on to the word. You got to keep holding on to the word. Because everything that the enemy will do is to check this word out of your hands. Look at Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 2. Hebrews 4 verse number 2 says that unto us was the word preached as well as unto them. But the word preached, they, look at that, the word preached did not profit them. They didn't mix it with faith. So they saw the, now I'm preaching with very practical examples. So they saw the key. Now, so the word was preached. The reason why it didn't profit them is because they didn't mix it with faith. In other words, they did not receive the key. They did not receive it. They said, okay, let me go and check and see if the car is there. And I come for the key. It won't work. Because you don't even know the car. Are you understanding me? Today I'm preaching like Jesus, speaking in, in parables. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, as long as you have it and you don't lose it, you may be delayed because you went to the wrong parking lot. But you will get there. Somebody is getting there. Come on, somebody is getting healed. Somebody is getting released. Somebody is receiving supernatural speed. Say, I believe it. Say, I receive it. Now, so the word is always a seed. Your faith is what fertilizes the word. It is. The word is always a seed. What makes the word profitable is your faith. It's like the sperm and the egg. Without the sperm, the egg can't fertilize. Is that right? Yeah. So, the seed is the egg, which is the word. Now, when you mix it, when you add your faith, you keep holding on to what the Lord has said. Then it becomes productive and profitable. 
not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Say, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, release grace to walk in faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 20 and verse number 12. Look at how Moses missed it. You know, we know that Moses was a righteous man. Moses, Moses loved the Lord. Moses did that and that and that and that. But look at how Moses missed it. Numbers 20 verse 12. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron. Because you believe me not. Hey. You see how faith is important. He said, because you believe me not. Because you listen to the report of the pressure of the people. Now at this point, Moses was so embittered about the things that were happening around him. He now depended on the voices of the people. And he missed productivity through faith. So Bible said that because you believe me not, Moses didn't steal. No, 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 no. Moses didn't worship idols. Moses wasn't immoral. Moses did not, he said, because you believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the land. It will never be our portion. We will arrive in time. And we will arrive in the plans of God. Can somebody shout me a believing amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So when you receive the word, when you, you are given the receipt without having the thing, and then you are assured that whatever is on the receipt is yours. That is how Bible considers it as faith. So everything that the Lord has said, you only have to believe it. Amen. It's like only hold, when we say believe it, it means hold on to it until it comes to pass. Amen. When we say believe it, okay? When we say believe the word of God, it means hold on to it. Hold on to it. It means that, Lord, this is what you said. This is what is happening. I choose to believe what you are saying. It means that I am with what you said. Okay. It's like two people are giving an opinion. Okay. Elder Marshall is giving an opinion. Pastor Isaac is also giving an opinion. And I'm standing here. And I'm looking. And it looks like every, every one of them. This one is very silent. But this one is very loud. And I choose to stand with what he is saying. That is holding on to the word. Notwithstanding whatever is happening around us. Hallelujah. Now, so the question that I want to quickly answer with three points is how is how or what must I do to keep my faith? Because it is by my faith that I please God. That God is on the scene, right? Now, I wrote something here that I want to quickly read because I believe the Lord was dictating to me. So holding on to what God has said against even what is happening is what pleases him and brings him on the scene. Now, holding on, that is keeping to what he has said. As against what is happening or whatever he has promised, as against what is happening, even when what is happening is contrary to what the Lord has said is what is called faith in God, right? Yeah. Now, the Lord was speaking to me this morning when I was um, studying. And the Lord said, one of the things that you would need 
when you have to hold on to the word is to be strong and courageous uh, is to be strong and courageous the enemy will always want to weaken your hands okay and the intention is so that you will lose the evidence you know that when you go to the court, it's not necessarily about what you see, it's about the evidence. Yeah. The greatest power in the court to either acquit, discharge, or incarcerate somebody is evidence. It's evidence. It takes somebody to court and then they say, Where is the evidence? They say, Well, we don't have any evidence. Even if the person did it, they will discharge the person, the person will go free. But if the person they didn't do it and somewhere somehow there is even a little evidence many people are in jail not because they did it but because there was some whether fabricated or whatever but there was some evidence and many people too did it and they are free because there was no evidence so when the evidence is corrupted that is why the greatest thing that the enemy will be looking for is the evidence not remember i told you it is not the tangible thing that is there it is not the, 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 the health. He is looking for the word that will lead you to the healing. It is the word that will lead you to the healing that you are holding that he's interested in. Because when he takes it from you, you, you are powerless. Look at what Paul said about, about faith. Book, the book of First Timothy chapter 1, verse 8, verse 19 and 20. Look at First Timothy chapter, chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Talking about faith. Hallelujah. Look at that. Holding faith. Somebody say holding faith. So you got to hold it in a good conscience. Which some haven't put away. So the moment you lose that evidence concerning faith, you make a shipwreck. It means that everything that you have in your boat of life will now be destroyed. When there is a shipwreck, nothing is recovered. Yeah. When there is a shipwreck, nothing is recovered. And he says that holding faith holding faith holding faith so i give you three points three things to do in order for your faith and my faith to remain potent to please god so that he will always be on the scene number one contend for your faith in god yeah jude chapter one verse three Content. You got to content. Remember, it is what the enemy is looking for. So content. Content. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly, hey, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saint. You got to contend for it. It means that hold and preserve it with all your strength. Because the enemy will be wanting to take the evidence. If the enemy gets the evidence, you corrupt it against you. You will never be able to get the manifestation of the evidence. So Bible says contend. Contend. Now what does it mean to contend? Now. So. Now, look at this. I got my coffee here, right? Now, so, so come. Elder, you to come. Pastor Solomon, come. Now, now, look at this. Now, what the enemy is looking for is this. It's called my faith. So, he said, contend for it. 
And faith is so fragile. So what it means is that come come against me. So it what it means is that is what he's saying is that no matter what happens, you see, your body may be buffeted. You see, your finances may be affected. You see, it's like your relationship may be touched. But make sure the enemy doesn't get this faith. You see? Now, and I'm going to show you something. So, no matter what happened, you, you see what Elder is trying to do? What is he looking for? He's looking for that. All of you stretch your hand as if you are getting it. Now, this is all that they are looking for. So, contending for your faith means that let them buffet your body. But keep on holding on. Because, you know, this thing pleases God. So, when you keep on holding on. Now, I am going to call God. Pastor Charles, come. Now, the moment you keep on holding on, then God will now come. Please, disarm all these people from me. Now, the Lord begins to disarm them. Now, when the Lord disarms them, now this faith will now take me to the blessing that I was looking for. You see, listen, the journey of life is such that the forces of life, you can't fight them on your own. You always need the presence of the Lord. But the presence of the Lord is attracted by your faith. So when you keep on holding on to your faith, the enemy may buffet your finances. He may buffet your health. He may buffet your relationship. He may buffet everything around you. But as long as you keep holding on, the God that you are having faith in will show up. And when he shows up, he will disarm the enemy. And all of a sudden, the thing that looked like it has been very long will now become a reality. Tell somebody, contend for the faith. Listen, everything that the enemy does is for your faith. Contend for it. Contend for it. Fight for it. First Timothy chapter 6. Reading from 11 to 14. First Timothy chapter 6. Look at 11 to 14. He said, very powerful scripture. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. God will fight to keep it. You got to, hey, you can easily be discouraged though. I read a scripture in the Bible and I was surprised. God came to Joshua. Barry, and God told Joshua, he said, I will be with you as I was with Moses. And then he said, I will not fail you. Neither will... Give me Joshua chapter 1, if we can quickly read it. Joshua chapter 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord came unto Joshua, verse number 2. And then the Lord said, Moses' servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. Look at, this is the word of the Lord expressly. All these people, unto the land which I do give unto them, even to the children of Israel, verse 3. Every place... This is God speaking. Mother darling. Every place that the soul of your foot shall tread upon. He didn't say I will give to you. He said what? I have given it to you. So now listen. All these things that the Lord was telling Joshua. Was the deed. It was the evidence. Of what he has already done. Are you understanding it? Everything that the Lord was saying, it's not something he was going to do. It is something that he has already done. He's already done. So he was giving Joshua the evidence, the receipt, the deed for what he has already done. Now look at what the Lord did. He said, every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, 
I have given it to you. As I said unto Moses. Okay. Verse 4. He said, from the wilderness unto Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Okay. It shall be your, it is already done. Verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Okay. Hey. And I, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. Okay. Then verse 6. I love this one. Then verse 6. I was thinking that all that the Lord has said was enough. So if God has spoken to me, what else do I need? And then in verse number 6, the Lord came. And the Lord said, be strong and of a good courage. Verse 7. Only be that strong and very courageous. And you may observe to do. Verse 8. Now remember verse verse 8. He said, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. Now look at verse 9 again. I'm looking for certain words. Have not I commanded you? Be strong. Do you know why you got to be strong and courageous? And I will tell you what it means to be strong and courageous. What? Why you have to be strong and courageous is because until God shows up, you must keep holding the faith. Do you remember that? Until Pastor Charles came to my rescue. Now, the only thing that attracted Pastor Charles to me was this one. If I dropped it, I will be on my own. Now, the sickness will work on me. The shame will work on me. The pain will work on me. But if only I can be... You see, to be strong means that no matter what happens don't let go of the word don't let what is happening check you out from what is written let what is written become your ultimate yeah praise the name of Jesus never let what is happening affect what is written to be strong means that no matter what happens around you no matter what happens around you, major on what God has said, not what is happening. Praise the name of Jesus. So how do we, how do we fight or how do we contend for it? Guard the source of your faith. Yeah. Guard, guard it, guard it. You saw the way I was guarding it. Guard it, guard the source of your faith. I remember Romans 10, 17 says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Guard your connectivity to the word of God. Yeah. Guard it. Guard it. That is why on Wednesday I was saying that develop a daily consistent time with God. Where you feast on the word. Guard the source. Because when you guard the source... It will attract God on the scene because it pleases him. And when he comes, so preserve the source. Keep sound doctrine. To guard the source means keep sound doctrine. 2 Timothy 4, 3 to 4. Let's read it. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. I like that statement. Somebody says sound doctrine. Listen, we don't just take sound of, we endure it. <laughs> yeah. 
we endure sound doctrine. To endure it means that it is not sweet sometimes, it is not easy sometimes, but I got to swallow it. To endure it. You see? To endure it. You can receive any doctrine, but sound doctrine, you got to endure it. It means that you got to keep it. You got to keep it. Lord, I will keep this word. It is difficult when I look at my age, but I will keep it. It is difficult when I look at the doctor's report. You got to endure. Endure means that living it is easy, but keeping it is difficult. So you endure. To endure. Endure means that you go through it through thick and thin. If I can only say that, okay, at this point in time, it is over. I'll be, I think I'll be comforted. It will be easier. But the way I said that, don't, don't say that. Then you feel like, so what must I do? He said, endure. Tell somebody, endure. Endure sound doctrine. Yeah. Because you can easily check out after your own last. Your own last means your comfort. Yeah. Listen, you know what? Let's call it, it's over. Yeah. The moment you come to that point, there is no more help from the Lord. So the, the Lord only shows up when you keep enduring sound doctrine. Number two, the second thing to do, the second thing to do is that stand and, so the first one is contend, fight for it. The second one is stand and hold on to your faith. First Corinthians 16, 13. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 13. Brothers and sisters, many are losing their faith at an alarming rate. I am telling you. I am telling you. You see, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. Watch you. Stand fast in the faith. Stand fast. Quit you like men. Be strong. Stand fast in the faith. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 19. He said, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 19. Let me give you those two scriptures and I'll run commentary on this second point quickly. In 1 Timothy 1 19, he was talking about the fact that holding faith. So, stand fast in faith. Hold on to your faith. Now, how do we do this? What he's talking about when he says stand fast in your faith means that let the container of your faith be intact. Now, you only lose your faith when the container of your faith is perforated. When there are holes inside it. When there are holes inside this bottle, the content will leak out. So, to stand in faith and hold on to faith means that make sure that there are no punches on the container of your faith. The container of your faith got to be sealed. Stand fast in it. It means that watch it. Give me, give me the, the previous verse. The, 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 the first verse. No, 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 no. Um, first Corinthians. Yes, look at that. He said, watch ye. It means look around, look around. What are the things that can affect my faith? The containers of my faith. Do you know why many people lose their faith? People lose their faith because they don't watch 
around the container of their faith and the container that contains your faith is your heart yeah is your heart give me mark chapter 11 and verse number 24 in mark 11 verse 24 the lord jesus was talking about how powerful we got to contain our faith he said that give me 23 and then 24 23 first for verily look at that for verily i say to you nanayal for verily i say to you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be that removed and be that cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart you can doubt in your mind but don't let it get into your heart yeah many times we doubt yeah we all come to places of doubting but let it be in your mind so not not your heart because the moment it gets there it begins to perforate the container your heart is the container you you understand now your heart is your emotions your heart when we talk of your heart we are talking about your emotions there are many people that can be easily offended in the lord i read something yesterday and i was surprised elder marshall do you know that when jesus preached in john chapter 6 listen very well when jesus preached in john chapter 6 and then many of his disciples left when he was talking about the communion and many of his disciples left as a result of being offended did you see that jesus didn't go after them i read it and the lord gave me an understanding that the thing that can cause god not to follow after you is when you are offended in him he didn't go after them he did it so offenses can create a barrier where god can't even follow you again when they doubted in the book of luke chapter 24 jesus came after them and then walked with them and then told them about the messiah until they saw that it was him but when they were offended he let them go and the lord told me the power of offenses is that it can break an impermeable wall around you so that they can't even be helped to get you back offenses so be you can easily be offended by somebody can easily be offended by the word you can easily be offended by many things hallelujah so work out on offenses praise the name of jesus look at hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 guard your heart don't doubt in your heart you may doubt in your mind but don't let it enter into your heart hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 15 he said looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of god lest any root or bitterness you see we are talking about things that will continue to keep the presence of god with us offenses bitterness hallelujah yeah these are things look at that he said lest any root of bitterness springing up troubles you and thereby many be defiled now what the scripture is saying is that when the container of your faith is perforated what happens is that sometimes and you see there are many people that are depending on you and your faith everybody is interconnected to somebody somebody is dependent on your faith together when your faith is drained many will be defiled those that are connected to you 
Yeah. Many people can backslide because of you or me. Or oh, you don't know that? Yeah. Yeah. Many people. That is why you got to guard the container. And how do we guard the container? Be careful the things you hear. Because faith comes by hearing. So in order to guard the container, be careful the things that you hear. It is the things that you hear that can affect you. I think in the book of Mark chapter 4 and verse number 28 or somewhere like that, Jesus said, unto him that has shall more be given. Yeah. He'll put it somewhere there for us. Unto him that has shall more be given that he'll have more. And number three, finally, how must I or what must I do to hold on to this faith which Jesus said without it, I mean which Paul said without it, it's impossible to please God. And which Jesus said that when you please God, he will always be with you. Number three, watch out for intruders. Watch out for intruders. Intruders. Companies that weaken faith. Yeah. <laughs> One day Jesus was on his way. There was an entourage going to Jairus' house. Jairus' daughter was sick. They were just going to, Jesus said, okay, I'm coming to heal. Yeah. They were on the way. And then the convoy was of Jesus was intercepted by the woman with the issue of blood. Now, so Jesus handled the woman with the issue of blood. When Jesus was done and was just about to start going, somebody came from the house of Jairus. He said, don't trouble the master. He said, why? He said, the girl is already dead. Somebody say, wrong company. Yeah, wrong company. Bible said that immediately Jesus heard it. He said, only believe. Don't listen to him. Only believe. Because the only time that the presence of the Lord would have departed from Jairus was when he disbelieved. So he said, only believe. There are many companies as we are preparing to enter into 2023, you must not have any interaction with them. They drain your faith. People that drain your faith. People that speak negatively into you. Everything that they see about you is negative. Yeah. Everything. There is a certain man. I'll mention his name. I love him. You know. But anytime I talk to him. Sometimes I say. I say man of God. I want to believe God for this and that. He said watch out oh this. Every time. He has become. The seer of evil. I told myself this man. There are certain things I will never tell him again. Watch out. There are some people. There there are some people all they see is your failure all they see is your negativity look at look for look 849 while he was here speaking there came one hey from the ruler of the synagogue south saying to him your daughter is dead trouble not the master verse 50 look 8 verse number 50 but when jesus heard it he answered him saying fear not fear not Believe only. Now, give me the original King James Version. This is not original King James. I know because I must see a certain word there. Is it the original King James? Fear not. Believe. 
any and she will be made whole immediately there is some company that you might you got to watch out for intruders of your faith in the book of matthew chapter 16 and verse number 20 downwards here jesus had already spoken to look at matthew 20 jesus had already spoken to peter and then told him that flesh and blood had not revealed this to him and then uh, uh, no matthew chapter 16 from verse 20 matthew 16 from verse number 20 now then charges jesus that he, they should not tell anybody now verse number 21 you see then from that time forth, jesus began to tell them how he was going to be killed verse 22 and then peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying be it far from you lord this shall not be unto you and then jesus realized that he was an intruder to destroy his faith you see you need discernment to in to know intruders some of them they will sometimes they can come as angels of light but without discernment you receive it and you sink yeah then peter took him be it far from you look at the next verse verse 23 and he turned and said unto peter get thee behind me satan you see that can you say get it behind me, behind me. Thou, devil. thou devil you must be able to know when an intruder when the enemy listen shh, and the enemy can use anybody anything as an intruder especially those close to you it was job's wife that became the intruder to job he said curse god and die the man said are you crazy one day i went to the hospital for a certain test because i had to travel the lady looked at me and said young man you have hepatitis b the way i screamed at her <laughs> in 2013 i said i don't have hepatitis b he said sir i said sorry but i was addressing something because i saw that there was something behind her that was trying to sentence me into hepatitis b i said I don't have hepatitis B. <laughs> you see, it was so spontaneous. Later, I said, sorry. But I was addressing something. I told him, I told her, listen, and how we guard the container is to be sure that we don't allow our senses to affect our spirituality. That is where I end. Don't let the forces of the senses, the forces of the senses, so to operate in faith you must numb your senses i'm not saying numb your common sense <laughs> i said numb your senses not your common sense praise the name of jesus <laughs> amen numb your senses now write this scripture down romans 4 17 to 22 romans 4 17 to 22 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at that. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were. Look at verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So what was spoken was what he was holding on, not his hope. The turbines were not working. All the turbines were down. 
but he didn't believe in the termites. He hoped against hope. Became the father of many nations according to which was spoken to him. So shall I see thee. Now look at verse 19. And be not weak in faith. So you see, intruders weaken our faith. He said, be not weak in faith. He considered not his own body. Hey! Hey! He considered not the report. He considered not he heard. He considered not even what he saw. He considered not what everybody was saying. But, look at that. But when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Why are you depending on your senses? Amen. Can you close your eyes with me? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to guard my faith. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray. The mighty name of Jesus. Pray. Tell the Lord. He said, faith pleases the Lord. When the Lord is pleased with your faith, he will show up. What causes the Lord to show up is our faith. Father, we thank you in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ. We decree and declare that our faith container will not be punctured. We will guard the source. And Lord, we will guard the source. We will guard the container. And Lord, we will watch out. Even as we hold it. In Jesus' mighty name against intruders. Amen. Hallelujah. Give a clap unto the Lord. Glory be to Jesus. Now quickly before we take our offering and take our communion. If today is your first time here, I want to welcome you. Can you show me your hand up if today is your first time? You came for first service. I know some people have come for... You came for second service, right? You are in for second service. Yes, so I will introduce you during second service. But those of you that came for first... Can I shake hands with you? Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. Come on now. Let us celebrate this wonderful man. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. What's your name, sir? Kevin. Kelvin. Kevin. Kevin. Yes. Kevin invited by? My father. Oh! Yeah, the marshal is your dad. Come on, somebody celebrate! Hallelujah! And sir, you are? Randy. Randy. Randy, we met you at the Thanksgiving, right? But Randy invited by? Um... The mother of the church. First lady and my very self. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, we want to pray for Kevin and Randy. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the lives of these wonderful men that you brought here today. I know that something has happened because they had an appointment with you, not an appointment with man. And I pray that as they leave here, let their faith be intact. And Lord, let it always please you that you always show up in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Please, right after service, I'll see you um, with Minister um, Melissa. And then we have something for you. Amen. God bless you. Please lift up your offering first, uh, first service. Lift up your offering quickly. First service, we have the giving portal on the line. First service, please lift up your offering. Father, we thank you. Can you put a giving portal on? Father, we thank you. Please look at it and then give bountifully to the glory of God. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. 
And Lord, we receive the blessings through our giving. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's give quickly. God bless you. And then please, if you are living after first service, let your hand be up. They will give you the communion and then we will receive it quickly. God bless you all in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Please, Father, we bless the bread and we bless the drink. It was bread and drink. When it was blessed, Jesus broke it and said, it is my body. We receive the communion as the express body and blood of Christ. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Amen. Shall we share the grace of God together? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Please remember the fasting starts tomorrow. Amen. Amen. We will meet on the prayer line 3 a.m., 12 p.m., and then 7 p.m. Amen. All right, let's take our prophetic declaration with long life, full of prosperity and sound health. Shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our life? Amen.